So what lawsuit just recently got kind of settled that might make for a crazy kind of setup for AI and the music industry going forward? Oh, I'm about to answer that and so much more in this episode of Beats and Bites. Welcome, everybody. It is your host, Lauren Delisa Coleman, and we are about to get into a little bit of news. First of all, I hope that your week has been going well. You guys know I always uh, record this every Thursday, so depending on when you're listening to it, if it's, you know, fresh out the box, (laughs) hope your week has been going well or whenever you are listening to this. Um, So many different things going on. This is going to be a relatively quick episode. Why? I have mad stuff to prepare for something mega that I'm doing at the music conference. Well, it's music and like actually so much more music, tech, politics, um, South by Southwest. Yes. Which is still going strong. I don't know what year like they're in has to be at least like, I don't know the 15th year or 20th year. I don't know, but, um, an opportunity came up and I am going to be participating in something over five days, which I cannot wait to share with you about. And I will do that next episode. Right now I have like super preparation to do on it and you guys are going to love it. And I might even do a little bit of like live reporting from there on the podcast. I don't know. I got to feel that out. Um, This is going to be March 8th to, I guess that's like the 12th or whatever, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Five days in. Um, And it's going to be so exciting. So I can't wait. I wanted to share that with you. Um, That came, it's like a kind of business partnership uh, through my agency. You guys know that I have Link Agency, LNK Agency. We are an innovation strategy consulting firm, working with recording artists, brands, and so much more, all navigating this area of emerging tech and um, mass media and entertainment, looking for new ways to create revenue streams, connect more with fans, consumers, so much more. And you guys know my main focus is AI, 5G, now moving into 6G, digital currency, Web3, and anything 3D, XR, spatial computing. Um, So I love to be able to do that with my team. And then you guys know I do this podcast kind of as just like from a perspective of being a future media innovationist. And um, last week, we talked a little bit about the spatial computing vibe, right? The glasses, headsets, whatever coming all about. And I looked at something that was going on around um, Apple Vision Pro. But today we're going to jump back into the AI scene once again um, from two different points of view. Now, again, as I said, I taped this um, podcast each Thursday, today being February 22nd. Um, And for those who I guess were in the area, this like just happened, I guess, like maybe two hours before um, taping. I happened to just this came across my my um, radar as I was happening to do some other things. But anyway, like Yale School of Management, so the business school, actually had a particular kind of webinar going on today, or I should say sem- seminar. So I'm so, so used to like everything virtual. I said webinar, <laughs> meant seminar. But check this out, entitled The Repercussions of AI in Hip Hop. Yes, believe it, took place for about an hour today. And, um, very, very interesting. They actually really delved down and I can't wait to get more on this because I will kind of extract some of the key points from that and talk about it in a future podcast. But um, 
suffice it to say for this one, giving you like the backstory. So everybody remembers like when the Drake, Drake and the Weeknd um, AI track dropped and really, you know, you could say whatever people were slightly talking about AI and music and all that before Grimes was out here saying, you know, use my music and AI, let me know what happens, happy to collaborate and nothing really happened. It was only until this, um, you know, Drake and the weekend clone kind of scenario happened, which was really well done, became a viral hit. That started really the national conversation around uh, music and AI and issues and licensing and, you know, uh, policy and so much more. And typically hip hop is at the front really lines of anything emerging tech. It has always been this way. If you look back you know, over the many decades of what is now older technology, but always right at the forefront because the demographic that both creates it and listens to it is deep, just deep into anything that is able to leverage communication and uh, kind of an exchange. I mean, who was even the first to give like close-ups to cell phones and pagers back in the day in music videos? It all comes out of this like kind of environment, right? And this demographic, this culture really. So I am a huge proponent of this culture and the intersection with technology. And so I love when I see something which is rather unexpected, like an Ivy League institution, delve down into something in this area. This being that the advent of the drop of that track. And so they looked all through it and, you know, really discussed it. So let me just like read a little bit about it. Um, and it was kind of a panel discussion. So here we go. In 2023, a track called Heart on My Sleeve was, was released using an AI machine that mimicked the voices of Drake and The Weeknd, and it became a viral hit across various social media platforms. A couple of days later, Universal Music Group had the song removed from all the platforms. That's true. Um, but that didn't stop the song from being submitted for a Grammy nomination. As the use of artificial intelligence technology rises, we are in unprecedented and uncertain times filled with questions about what's ethical for artists and the music industry and our next moves have the potential to shift music forever. This panel will discuss the effects of current AI technology and rap generators that can be used to create rap music and mimic the voices of musicians without their consent. So this is really looking at things like not from a right or wrong perspective and all that, but really just kind of the nuts and bolts of the technology that enables this to, to be done. And the panelists um, apparently included uh, someone named Dr. Lumumba Kasango, uh, David Josephson, assistant professor of music at Brown University, I guess like skipping out from Brown for a minute to jump over to Yale, it's all good, <laughs> still all Ivy, and uh, someone named, I guess, Thavius Beck, who is a music producer and assistant professor at Berkeley, uh, Berkeley's College of, of Music, that is. So I can't wait to hear like what was really discussed and where they think this is going, because uh, I'm always just happy to have some you know fellow collaborators out here in the discussion space, right, talking about this. So trust and believe I will be finding out and let you guys um, know, because I think the academic kind of perspective mixed with the creator perspective is is always quite interesting and juicy. So there you have it on that. Actually, too, um, I'm going to be speaking at, I don't know how many people are familiar with SAP. It is really a German company, but with many offices all around the world, it is a company that's massive that creates 
uh, suffice it to say, technology that is uh, enterprise technology that helps companies accomplish a number of different tasks in, in ways that facilitates uh, their end goal. That's like a really top line way to be able to explain it. You can Google SAPs to be SAP to be able to see the deets. But anyway, yours truly was just asked to uh, roll up in there. Um, next week, New York offices, they're apparently having a really special event on arts and technology. And they have asked to interview me. So I'm very excited about it. And we'll be telling you all the details next week on the podcast. Because it'll be, I will tape this podcast just right after that event. So I'll be giving you all the juicy info. And I'm, I'm really excited about that. I'm being asked to speak um, more and more. Um, UCLA's Anderson School of Business has asked me to speak at their upcoming um, entertainment conference, which is massive um every year um in march i'm trying to decide like you know the logistics between that and south by and everything how i will be able to do that but yes let me just let you know hey cheerleading for myself as we all need to um this is starting to blow up more and more so i'm super super excited but you guys listening are like you know kind of like the first first fans right like and so i'm just loving you all forever and just, you know, never forgetting that. So that is like my first item of the day of the podcast. Now, the other I want to get into is all about like this lawsuit because I forgot about this and then, you know, it just kind of popped up. Now, if you want to read the story in its entirety, you can go to Business Insider and Google maybe like music labels, comma, AI industry, right? The, the headline is, the music labels are still suing the internet companies. That's a warning for the AI industry. So back in like 2019, Cox Communications, um, for those who may not know or don't have that, is their provider, is a cable and internet service provider. Um, Cox was sued by record labels. Like you really have to like wrap your mind around this. They were sued by record labels because of the fact that their users were able to leverage the technology to download music illegally, right? Holding them accountable for that cost communications. Like, amazing, right? Um, they held it, held them, the company liable, and I will read verbatim so I don't, you know, forget anything, liable for its customers' violations of over 10,000 copyrights belonging to labels including Sony Music Entertainment, Warner Music Group, and Universal Music Group. So a Virginia jury um, found that, you know, kind of that verdict, um, I guess because Cox is based in, in Virginia. So that was 2019. First of all, it takes a long time for things to move through the system, doesn't it? Because now we're still talking about this because it has moved into the amount of money. It's not like yes or no. Like that's what the jury found. So yes, now Cox has to pay this. They're held liable for what their their uh you know customers are able to do. I don't know how you would actually even shut that down, but that's a whole nother story. Um now it's about money. So apparently they the jury said that they you know should give a billion dollars in the verdict. Now of course Cox you know naturally appealed that and, um, you know, they're saying that it's just, you know, the amount is just not justified. So there is about to be a new trial to determine what is, quote unquote, the appropriate amount. 
Um, but yeah, so if you use broadband to steal songs, it's not like the person who gets busted. It is actually the company that has created the broadband, the pipes that that actually moves over. I mean, like just amazing. But I think this article is really interesting because it is um, a piece that looks at kind of like the the history a little bit about digital privacy, uh, piracy rather, and going back to like the Metallica versus Napster days and so much more and where this has kind of come, I guess, full circle where we're still being able to, I guess, kind of talk about this or not able, but just talking about this and what will happen potentially with the AI like kind of piece of this, because if we're still talking about piracy from something that like that the advent of piracy was like, I mean, years ago, it seems like almost like centuries ago, as fast as things move, right? If that is the case, then what is going to happen with AI? Because we're just now starting to have, you know, issues around copyright and so much more. And so if the, the premise of the article is that if we are able to, I don't know, still be talking about this digital piracy conversation years down the road, does that mean like AI is just going to go full on crazy and then the, the lawsuits and all that will come like after? So it'll be the ultimate like move fast and break things and then, you know, potentially have to pay for them later or not or whatever. I just find this really fascinating and something that everybody should think about because, uh, you know, depending on what part of the ecosystem, in quotes, that you're in, this can have a number of interesting repercussions and implications. Um, If you're a creator, right, it's like, are you going to need to think about uh, long-term issues? around legalities of like protecting your music and being able to certainly track and watch all that and have a killer legal team that is able to help you do that because you may be able to have um i don't know some like long-term like suits that you can be able to uh, kind of enact and potentially like gain revenue from them if you are a founder or certainly a corporate executive in the space, you really need to be watching out for this because if you have some type of platform that's enabling this, you might think it's all good for the moment today and even next year and the next year, but in a couple of years, you could find yourself being liable for, well, if it's a billion dollars today for, for Cox about piracy, what could it potentially be for AI, whether it's copyright infringement or anything else? Um, in five or 10 years from now, 5 billion, 10 billion, you know, is whatever going to be worth it? Do we need to really think about how things should be, you know, gated more discussion about the, the ubiquitous guardrails around this? I mean, you know, the guardrail discussion, I should say around this, it's a lot to think about, but something that really like warrants, I don't know, deep, like pondering right now, because I mean, it's just like so many different things that can happen that can really, I don't know, create uh, havoc in one's business and cash flow, but also, you know, just kind of create certain precedents that I don't know, I I think are just like only really at the, the beginning to be able to kind of like be navigated. I like this question in the piece that says, um, 
Will the overhang of liability prevent the open AIs of the world from moving as fast as they like? For me, that's the absolute crux of the piece. And how do we actually end up balancing, really, the advent of emerging technology and all of what it can do that's wonderful while also being able to respect, you know, the, the, the creativity that others have put, you know, into so much of their work. You know, obviously this is not an easy question to answer or it would be already, but these are a lot of things that I want people to think about because again, we're only at the beginning of this and there's going to be more and more of a tug of war. And I was just reading that um, Sam Altman, and this is something that I think most people didn't know. Um, and it only came out because Reddit is now going public of all things. Why? I don't know. And that's a whole nother story. But um, Sam Altman, who you should know already if you don't, is like the open AI guru. Dude has like 9% of uh, the voting power and rights and all that. 9% of, I guess, the, the shares of Reddit, which is going public, which is going to have an AI component, which I would not doubt that OpenAI is going to collaborate with to be able to use as resources, right? All of these like inner workings are just really, I mean, they're one, crazy to keep up with, but two, it just should make you think more and more about like kind of how chess pieces are being moved and what kind of end game do you personally want, um, you know, within this? How can you surround yourself more with people who have um, deeper understanding of the space as deep as you can get since it's relatively new, but from, you know, a more a business and a legal um, kind of perspective? These elements are going to be wildly important as we go along and we're all only going to get one chance to get this stuff right because once it gets set it's going to be uh, so hectic for those who are trying to like back certain elements out from it and all of these things because that's just very hard to do with anything once it gets set so you need to have your um, game plan intact now uh really being able to read as much as possible your information sources um ever growing relationships, all of these things so that you can actually absorb as much as possible and really to be able to kind of think and plan to create strategy that's going to be beneficial. To that end, before I kind of wrap things up, um, I have my latest piece out um, on NASDAQ's news site. I think I mentioned to you guys last week that I was going to be um, doing my next piece there. And in fact, I did. I ended up having enough time, yay, <laughs> to be able to do it. Um, and you guys already know I'm a huge proponent of all things emerging technology and being able to look at uh, the benefits from it. But of course, you know, with things like today's episode, being able to look at some of the other sides of, uh, of the whole kind of gamut this piece in NASDAQ, I don't know, maybe something is just in the air with me right now, <laughs> but this piece in NASDAQ is looking at um, the kind of uh, deployment of enterprise AI, right? So for businesses, corporations, uh, companies, small businesses, whatever, looking at how they are so very much missing a mad puzzle piece of this, not just about the logistics and who gets access to what document and who, who can't and how that's all set up, but really the human-like side of it, how people are going to be um, kind of uh, disrupted by a new level of system being introduced and how to be able to kind of cushion that, how to be able to think about 
you know, training and language around it so that it's something where everybody can kind of get up to speed on it quickly. And really, I think maybe almost most importantly, who actually has access to this technology and who is being trained on it so that, you know, we don't have these disparities inside of these companies, which then create disparities in the world. So is the receptionist going to be, you know, trained uh, about whatever AI systems there are as well? Or are we just going to leave that person out? Everybody should have access to this because it is so incredibly important because it's changing our world, not just AI, all emerging technology. If you're going to be using spatial um, computing uh, headsets for training, whatever, everybody should be, you know, at least invited, right, to be able to, to be on top of this. So if you want to check out that piece, you know, you can always go to NASDAQ, N-A-S-D-A-Q, and just Google my name, Lauren Delisa Coleman, and my latest article will pop up. But this is like super food for thought about what I'm calling AI synergy. It's not AI ethics. It's not AI logistics. This is about the synergy of like the corporate culture and implementing new technology systems into that. So check it out, especially, I guess, if you're, you know, an exec listener and, you know, are looking for just kind of new ways to be able to think about this as you deploy it. And if you are somebody who's, you know, an employee maybe creator on the side, an employee, or maybe you were just kind of uh, doing things inside of your own small business, whatever, think about these things um, because it's going to make really the difference, all the difference between those who are going to be out front and those who are going to have to continually to catch up because they only focused on like the, the nuts and bolts of something as opposed to looking at the fact that technology is working within a larger system of human thinking and mindset and philosophy, right? So the kind of psychosocial elements around that. All right, I'm getting a little too deep, right, for my my podcast. That's really like my my vibe for, you know, NASDAQ because it's investors looking at that and of course, you know, those who are more senior execs. But hey, it doesn't hurt for everybody to kind of at least dip a toe into this area, right? So there you have it. That is going to do it for me. I'm going to have an interview for you, I think, next week. Oh, I may, I may or may not have time with that for that, given my um, SAP interview. You're just going to have to tune in and see. <laughs> even I'm going to like, you know, be even surprising myself. So there you have it. We are closing up for today. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Beats and Bites, and I hope you have a great day or night wherever you are. Thanks for listening.